So how many of you have recently or last few years been through the process of changing out those old incandescent or halogen lamps to new LED lighting? Pete put his hand up, I think, at the back. I'm one. Not only cheaper to run, but they last longer. And what a better light they give us. A better way to see. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. And we'll see from the first passage that the star guiding the Magi to Jesus. And we'll look at the passage from John's Gospel, which shows us a better way to see. Now, when I was a kid, Christmas lights weren't a real big thing. And I know what you kids are thinking. Yes, there was electricity back then. <laughs> but most of the Christmas lights in, on displays were in major department stores in the big cities. And I remember it was in Sydney, mainly in Myers. And the Sydney City Council might have had something as well. But growing up in Campbelltown which is about the size of Dolby then, there were no light displays. And I think lights on Christmas trees were pretty rare as well. There were plenty of decorations, but not many lights. How things have changed. It's not just the big shops and the council areas that are lit up now, but nearly every second house has some form of light display. Some big, some small. And going around and having a look at these lights have become a big thing, hasn't it? Who does that? Yeah, lots of people. Now, I remember where we lived in Sydney before we moved up here. There was one particular street that just went berserk with their light displays. It became so big that in December, it was so hard to drive down that street. There was multiple ice cream vans parked there and cars were just parked everywhere. Absolute chaos. But the Christmas lights were just so beautiful and the people put so much work into them. And while it seemed to be more about Santa and reindeer and snowmen, there never seemed to be much about Jesus in them. But occasionally, you'd, get, you'd just get a glimpse of what Christmas was about. There'd be a nativity scene with the baby Jesus. And maybe with that, there'd be that star that guided the Magi to Jesus talking about the first Christmas light, the one that guided the Magi or the wise men initially to Jerusalem. And it's a story we probably all know. In Matthew 2 verses 1 and 2 it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who's been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Then later in verse 9, it leads them to Bethlehem. After they'd heard the king, they went on their way. 
And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. This is a pretty amazing star, this, isn't it? This light had the ability to move. And while it would have been visible to people, most people probably wouldn't have known what it was. But God made it clear to the Magi that this was his guiding light. But we can see that Herod had no idea at all what it meant. He even called together his chief priests and teachers of the law to find out what's going on. Did they know where this Messiah, this king, was going to be born? Sure they do. Bethlehem in Judea. They then go on to quote from the prophet Micah in verse 6. But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, of Judah and by, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now, if you're the king of a country, the last thing you want to hear is that a new king's been born, especially if it's not your son. And in those days, if another would-be king turned up, you did your best to get rid of them. And Herod tries to do this in a sneaky way, as we can see in verses 7 and 8. He tries to get the Magi to tell him where to find Jesus so he can go and worship as well. And of course, worship is the last thing on Herod's mind. But God isn't making this star obvious to Herod. God knows what's in Herod's heart and keeps him in the dark. There's no guiding light for him. And the Magi wouldn't have been following this blindly either. They more than likely would have been aware of the prophecy from Micah as well. They may not have fully realised who Jesus is. But they must have known that he was someone great to have travelled all that way to see him and give him presents. Now in our time, we've got lots of guiding lights. Lots of lights to help us see and find our way. We've got the headlights on our cars. Planes have landing lights to help them land. And I remember when our daughter Sarah was a young, well, very young, a baby, we had this little light in her bedroom that gave us enough light to be able to see, to guide us in there and see what we had to do without turning all the main lights on. But what do these guiding lights do for us? What do they help us do? They help us get to a destination, don't they? And that's what the star's doing for the Magi. It's leading them to a destination. It's leading them to Jesus. And just like the Magi, we need to see, help to see Jesus. To see his kindness. And God does this by his spirit. Opening our eyes 
and softening our hearts to see the truth of Jesus. But how do we see Jesus? Why do we even need to see him? him? God helps us see Jesus like he did with the Magi. But there's something about Jesus himself that helps us truly and fully see what matters. And now this is where we'll leave Matthew and join John at the very beginning of his gospel. Matthew starts with the genealogy of Jesus. Mark starts with this declaration that this is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. And Luke tells Theophilus that he's going to write an orderly account. But John starts with this wonderful description of the true nature of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John calls Jesus the Word and tells us that he was there at the beginning with God, right from the start. And through him, all things were made by his powerful Word. And Jesus is the the Word. John's letting us know that Jesus is with God. That he is God and that they have been one since the beginning. Jesus just didn't appear one Christmas morning. John keeps on going with his description. In verse 4, he tells us that Jesus was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. We see through this that all life comes through Jesus. He was the light of all mankind. Jesus himself is a light to humanity. But why light? What does that even mean? If things were created through Jesus, then light would have been as well. But it's more than that. Through Jesus, we gain illumination. We need help to see Jesus, that's for sure. But Jesus himself shows us something even greater. He's the light that truly helps us see. And through Jesus, we come to know the Father. We come to know God, our creator. Jesus sheds light, the light of knowledge for us to know our heavenly Father. And the last part of this passage, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Does anyone here know what it's like to be in complete darkness? So dark that if you put your hand in front of your face, you wouldn't see it. Kids, you know what it's like when you go to bed, the blinds are down and mum and dad turns off the lights. It's really dark, isn't it? 
But after a while, your eyes adjust to whatever little bit of light there is, letting you see dim shapes. Enough maybe even for you to be able to move around. The darkness hasn't completely overcome the light. In my early years of working as an electrician, I worked in underground coal mines. The only light down there came either from the cap lamp on your hard hat or from the lunchrooms. Now, if you moved away from the light of the lunchrooms and turned off your cap lamp, the darkness was complete. It was total. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And now, if something happened to your cap lamp, like the, the battery went flat or the bulb blew, there was no way you could possibly get around. You couldn't move. You, just, you could not see anything. The darkness had completely overcome the light. When that happens, we're helpless. And it's hard not to panic. But here in this passage, John tells us that Jesus is the light of all mankind. And the darkness will not overcome the light. Now John's not talking about overcoming nighttime darkness or the darkness you find in an underground mine, is he? He's talking about the darkness caused by sin. He's talking about the darkness brought about by the fall of man through Adam. That darkness so loved by Satan. None of this can overcome the light of Jesus. Jesus has overcome the darkness and brought us into this wonderful light so that we might not be in darkness anymore, but see God clearly. Now, sometimes we can have trouble seeing, can't we? We might need to wear glasses to help us see. And as we get older, we might need cataract surgery to help us. Or we might just be somewhere dark and need light shed around us so we can see better. The Magi had this wonderful guiding star to lead them to young Jesus. But we have more than that. We have an even better guiding light. We have the eternal light of Jesus showing us the way. And before Jesus, knowing God would have been a lot harder. It would have been like trying to find something in a dim light. You know God is there, but it's really hard to see him. But because Jesus was born as one of us and grew up as one of us, and we have people who knew Jesus and knew what he was like, they knew God. And because of these people, We too know God through Jesus. Jesus took away the darkness that was preventing us from knowing God. Jesus is not only a better way to see, but is the way to see. Jesus has not only shown us God through him, he shed the light on what God's kingdom is like. He spent a lot of his ministry 
instructing us on how to live for and in the kingdom. And Jesus also showed us that he could overcome the darkness. The darkness of Satan couldn't overcome him with temptation. He overcame darkness of people who were sick or possessed by healing them. And he overcame the darkness of death itself. He not only brought people back to life, but he rose from the dead himself. The light continued to shine and the darkness could not overcome it. Now, if you're here and you're not really sure about Jesus yet and seeing things better with him, one of the best ways to see Jesus clearly is by reading about him in one of his gospel accounts from Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. Let Jesus' acts and words convince you of who he really is. Let Jesus take away the darkness and bring in the light. And I invite you to ask questions. Ask a Christian friend, an elder, one of the staff. And as Christians, what does Jesus ask us to do? He wants us to be that guiding light, like that guiding light for the Magi. He wants us to lead people to him. And Jesus has actually asked us to do this, hasn't he? In Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go to the ends of the earth to do this. Although at some time in your life, you may feel that that's what you need to do. But what's it look like for us here in Dolby this Christmas? How do we make Jesus a better way to see? Now, it can be quite simple. How we live and act. Let people see the difference that Jesus has made in our lives. And Christmas is always a good time to talk about Jesus. Let's face it, Jesus is what Christmas is all about. And there are some practical things we can do too. Invite non-Christian friends and family to the Christmas lights. We've got this wonderful Christmas display out there that kicks off tomorrow and finishes on Christmas Eve. It's a great place to start. And maybe they can be like that first Christmas light, the star. And it's our hope that our Christmas lights will point clearly to Jesus so that people might come to know him and he might be their light. They start tomorrow and it's not too late to invite people. And then why not invite them to Christmas services or simply invite them for a meal over Christmas? It's not always easy to do this and it might not be spontaneous, but we need to be deliberate. Christmas is a great time to show the illumination of Jesus, that he is a better way to see to see God and that his light will always overcome sin and death and show us the way to God's kingdom. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, it's easy during Christmas time to get caught up in all the festivities and fun and forget what Christmas is about. Father, we ask that through the guiding light of Jesus, we can know you and trust you and be forgiven by you so that we can have a relationship with you and be part of your kingdom. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.